Hello, I'm Meryl Doney, sometime of this parish. I think my husband Malcolm and I were part of this congregation from 1993 till around 2010 when we decamped to Farthest Suffolk. So, as an old-timer, I have a story for you. One Sunday morning, back in the 90s, Boris Johnson came to the church. He had a reporter's notebook stuffed in his pocket and sat at the back. He was waiting for the sermon. He was expecting the preacher to be the Reverend Peter Thompson, who had become known as Tony Blair's guru and had declared in a magazine interview that he was happy to marry gay people. This was a shocking statement for an ordained minister in those days. Boris was hoping for a scoop. He was disappointed. Tony's guru was not on duty that day. As you know, today is Valentine's Day and I think he would have approved of Peter Thompson's views and I'll tell you why. But first of all, who was St Valentine? Actually, we don't really know. He's believed to have been a priest in Rome. Here he is. And the hunkier version. Anyhow, at the time, Emperor Claudius II had just decided to outlaw marriage for young men. He had a lot of wars to fight and he believed unencumbered men made better soldiers. You can imagine the heartache and outrage this caused. Valentine decided to defy Claudius and continued to perform marriages for young lovers in secret. Claudius threw him into prison and ordered that he be put to death. Legend also has it that during his imprisonment he was put to work as tutor for Julia, the blind daughter of his jailer. After Valentine prayed for her, God restored Julia's sight. On the eve of his execution, Valentine supposedly penned a note to Julia and signed it, From Your Valentine. It's difficult to be sure of Valentine's reasons for standing up to such a dangerous ruler. Was he on the side of love and marriage and enraged by the injustice of the decree? Or maybe he was anti-war, wanting to rescue the youth of Rome from fighting, which most of them would not have survived, and the women from a perilous future without the support of a man. Maybe it was a bit of both. I believe it shows he was about standing up for both love and justice. Love and justice. So how did this doughty saint get associated with hearts and flowers and the sending of cards, the declaring of love? It probably had a lot to do with the church's nifty footwork in appropriating the pagan fertility festival Lupercali into a spring festival, St. Valentine's Day. As for the cards, it was the Victorians who really went to town on the lace and hearts and flowers. These were a godsend for women, these cards. If you've been watching Bridgerton, you'll know just how little agency women had before the 19th century. Giving cards, even anonymously, gave women in particular an opportunity to verbalise, to take the initiative Cards may have given men a chance to be romantic too. 
You still send Valentines? We do. Malcolm makes a new one every year and we've been married 45 years. Here's a couple. Malcolm and I really love Ursula Fanthorpe's poem Atlas. She says, there's a kind of love called maintenance which stores the WD-40 and knows when to use it. It's about what you do as well as what you say. Valentine was prepared not only to sympathise with the young people of Rome, but to do something dangerous for them, and it cost him his life. For us it won't hopefully be so drastic, but it could be costly nevertheless. Take same-sex relationships as an example. On Valentine's Day this brings us right to the heart of what's being debated in the Church of England, our church, at the moment. The website states, although same-sex marriage legislation has changed, it remains the case that it is not legally possible for same-sex couples to marry in the Church of England. And although there are no authorised services for blessing a same-sex civil marriage, your local church can still support you with prayer. Hmm. As you know, Last November, the Church published a document called Living in Love and Faith, which explores the Church's teaching on marriage and the division between traditional and liberal views. This is to be circulated around every parish in the country for consideration and debate, leading to a timely conclusion in 2022. So we have an imminent challenge. What would Valentine do? He stood for love and justice. He died because he thought nothing should stand in the way of true love. Not government, not institutions, or the church. I'm making my own position obvious here, but I reckoned he would have been on the side of blessing and delighting in marriage, whatever the partnership, and never turning people away. Our reading from 1 John makes this abundantly clear. God is love, and those who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Valentine was all about love and justice, and they're not mutually exclusive. As American philosopher Cornel West says, never forget that justice is what love looks like in public. So, like the Victorians, let's give voice to our love. Perhaps today, think of those we love and tell them what they mean to us. Pick up the phone, use your favourite social media, choose or make a special card. And like Valentine, think about the areas of injustice that are an obstacle to the expression of love and plan to do whatever it takes to make room for others so that they can have a space to be themselves and to love love and justice. Amen.